up, Dip Nation? It's the Too Much Dip Podcast. My name is Dave, and I'll be hosting today. Joining me in studio, as always, Dylan Shivery. Hello, David. Very happy to be here. Uh, nice and easy weekend. My football teams didn't lose, and that's because they haven't played. So that's, hmm. that's good. <laughs> Cowboys, uh, we'll see what happens tonight. But uh, good mood, good spirits, good vibes, ready to go. Good vibes indeed. That's why we're going to kick it over to KJ the Cheese Meme. Um, I'm unfamiliar <laughs> with this, but it's KJ live from Wisconsin wearing his Too Much Dip Hello. shirt. Good afternoon. I'm happy to be here freshly back from both Dallas and Kansas City. Um, I anticipated being able to show up here, share with you fellas all of the highlights of a quick jaunt to Kansas City for my friend's wedding. Went off without a hitch. Beautiful ceremony. Everybody loves it. You've heard about weddings. About 40 minutes, actually 30 minutes ago, something happened that I felt compelled uh, to share with you lads. Um, you'll have to pardon my ambiguity ambiguities as, uh, you know, can't really fully dox myself. We know I'm not, I'm anti-dox. The place I spend most of my time when I'm not here is, uh, you know, an institute where people learn things. It is also, um, full of people between the ages of 20 and like 24 in the prime of their lives, if you will. Uh-huh. In an effort to make sure I was here on time today, I had a very busy morning. Nobody cares about that. Uh, I decided to opt for a, uh, I don't know if you've seen these, like cheese meat cheese sandwich. If you've seen the new Lightyear movie, I think of that every time I see these things. But it's basically like a vending machine packet where there's two slices of cheese on the outside and like a slice of salami on the inside. You no fellas ever seen one of these at a 7-Eleven or anything like that? No bread. Uh, I have not seen that, actually. Well, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. And maybe it's because, you know, local products and whatnot, but trustworthy thing here in Wisconsin for a quick little protein hit. I was hastily walking in my business casual outfit uh, from one facility to where I park. Make sure, again, that I'm here with you fellas on time. And approaching me in groups of about four or five split by about 20 yards a piece look to be maybe soccer players, maybe tennis players. It hard to say, but gentlemen who were at peak physique Mm -hmm. and, uh, for some reason in my brain, uh, I, I just couldn't stop thinking about Will's tweet earlier today about, uh, overhearing some, uh, Gen Zers crush on millennials. Yes. But, the last thing that I wanted to be was uh, the uh, older gentleman and business casual just housing, like taco style, uh, two pieces of cheese and a you know, slice of salami like as I'm walking to my car. I don't know what the proper move was, but instead of just kind of palming it, I decided to shove that cheese into my pocket that's not the move oh you can't you can't pocket the cheese dude what (laughs) no 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 chinos are a little bit greasy right now but oh as i was doing so it wasn't a smooth transition again i'm kind of doing that like walk with an intent 
certainly not trying to look like I was running. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't a smooth transaction. In fact, uh, I'd, I'd liken it to, you know, name your favorite quarterback, screwing up the mesh on a handoff and fumbling <laughs> football. Did you lose Salami? I dropped, I dropped the package completely. Not even the package because it was wrapperless. That's that's the quickness I was moving with, and I kept going. And then I hear a voice, "Hey, sir, I think you dropped something." No. Uh. Uh-uh. And in my head, I know it's one of one thing. However, there was a slight potential. It could have been my wallet. Could have been you know my ID or badge or whatever critical enough transition to where I can't leave things and keep moving. I turn around and I look down and what do I see? But about four inches of Colby Jack in a half moon size circle, just staring at me in the face. And I'm like, Oh, thanks man. I don't like, I didn't know if I could say what mine and keep moving. I didn't have headphones in. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I just picked up the cheese. <laughs> it kept walking. Oh man. Yeah, that's, I didn't um, need it. I will say I did not finish it. I threw it in the trash can shortly thereafter. But I should have just eaten the sandwich or just held it in my hand. Nobody's going to be like, hey, did you see that guy back there holding a disc of cheese? You should have told the kid to mind his, mind his own business. <laughs> you just let that one go. Like, oh. sir, you're, we know what's going on here. Let's just Let's not call it out. Your cheese and salami sandwich. If you can call it that, more of a wrap, a cheese wrap-ish. From a distance, you probably don't see the salami. It's just kind of a, you know, like an encrustable, but make it cheese and salami. So you would only see the bread in this situation. You you tried to play hide the salami and failed. You actually did the opposite. (laughs) You're correct. Correct. I'm your local stinky cheese man. Glad Uh, you made it through. I did not escape. Man, um, I've driven home just sweating bullets just out of like, I don't know. Should I check the hashtags? Like, is this going to be on TikTok first? Like, where do I go to find this? Hashtag uh, <laughs> Madison cheese guy. <laughs> <laughs> Neighborhood post. Some dude dropped so cheese. So for a very like topical reference, I was like, I don't know. Can I message Randy and treat him like Jack Bauer would Chloe and just be like, I need a, <laughs> you know, whatever BPA, whatever you'd call it. Can you track down this on social? See if somebody caught me uh, squatting down in some olive green chinos to Man. pick up cheese. <laughs> Anytime you can work in a twenty-four reference into the show, I'm very good with it. I, I was a uh, big fan for about two seasons, two or three. Riveting, right, riveting. Right before content. the president, Shout out to Powers Booth. Right before the president had to go to a football field to mm-hmm. uh, to potentially be uh, killed by like a missile to save the country or some <laughs> shit. Do you remember that? Really fucking season three or four. I, th- I think my favorite was uh, they set up the vice president's pacemaker to get like hacked mm-hmm. and turned off. <laughs> that was the assassination attempt. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love that post 9 11 world. Just playing on our oh, fears. Oh, awesome. Sorry for the detour, fellas, but no, I, had sh- I had to share. That's good. I think you actually worked out better than had you actually gotten that thing in your pocket because nobody, you can't have salami <laughs> touching the, your, your clothing in any way. You just can't. No. You Not can't from the outside that. in. Got a great point. Okay. Oh man. Speaking of man, the outside. It's time to get on the inside of our good friends at Prize Picks. Ooh. 
Prize Picks, of course, is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, that's daily fantasy sports. You probably knew that. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds, which is very cool because sometimes these things take forever. I like being able to get in, get out. You know me, always tactical. Always. Well, what better way to make otherwise uninteresting games interesting? That's, getting a little a little stake in there, a little action. Like that. yesterday, we uh, our Dylan and I, big Cowboys fans, they didn't play. Yeah. Didn't play. Yeah. So we're just kind of watching, having fun. How do I make this day a little more interesting? I do a little DFS. So check it out. Go to prizepicks.com slash bang and use code bang for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash bang. Use code bang for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. How much Dylan, Dennis, uh, Logan, Paul did y'all watch? I know you guys both streamed it. <clears throat> Didn't watch any. Um, and I, this is weird <laughs> to say since I am far from a Paul Brothers fan. I'm glad that dude got humbled, man. I'm 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 Dylan Dennis out. I don't follow the guy. I don't want to know what he's up to. But I do see him spamming the TL with pics of Nina Agdahl, which I'm not upset about. I'm upset about, but it's it's low blow after low blow, mm. and all the shit that he talked to see him get humbled like that. Uh, I don't mind it. So hopefully he goes away for a little bit. He won't. This just made him bigger. That's kind of his goal. Again, like the thing is, you think he got humbled? He didn't get humbled. He knows he's not a boxer. He had no intention of. He knew he was going to lose that fight. So he goes in there. He threw. He landed. How many punches do you think he landed? If you have to guess. Landed. Oh, uh, 25? Nine. Nine Single dig. <laughs> he barely threw any punches. And before in, in the last round, when it was clear he was going to lose on the scorecards, he went for it. He shot a takedown. Like he went. <laughs> Dirt in a boxing match. Yeah, and got DQ'd. What's his specialty? Jiu-jitsu. Okay, so he's not, a, he's not a striker. Of the Brazilian type. Of the Brazilian type, yes. Um, the only reason he has rose to prominence, and prominence in quotes, he was Connor, is or was Connor McGregor's jujitsu coach. So Connor basically helped him rise to, you know, get a social media following. Um, I think he fought a little bit in Bellator. He's just, he was never going to win this fight. I will say, I don't respect his um, his methods, but he did sell this fight. Like no one would have cared had he not uh, gone off and done the most toxic potential. Um, fight promo I think we've maybe ever seen in combat sports, but he did get, he got worked. I don't know how he stayed upright. Um, I really thought that this would have been a knockout. It was really never hurt. He looked like shit after the fight. So, but the thing is, you're going to, you're not, this guy won't go away because he's just a, a troll. Was it at the weigh-in when they kind of got a little scuffle and he took the microphone and hit Logan Paul over the face with it? Was yes. It weigh -in? Okay. It was the mic, right? I couldn't, it was very... You could see him, like, the last second he switched the mic from his left hand to his right and just, 
and hit him like over the top and it caught him on the cheek. I thought because he was bleeding so much, it might have to postpone the fight or something. Because he was, I thought the same thing. Immediately started gushing blood out of his cheekbone. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Um, because that's something you can't. I mean, had it been in a different spot, like had it been like his eye above his eye or, or something, like yeah, they probably would have had to postpone it. But and then someone else on his team picked up a water bottle and threw it, and it bounced off of one of the security guys' faces and hit Logan Paul in the face too. So it was a whole scene, man. Is this these guys? And these there's kids. a brawl this after the fight. The security guy on Dude Perfect, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was quite a throw. Honestly, <laughs> Not, they hired Kobe. I just imagine Kobe. like flipping, yeah. <laughs> they get, he flipped the water bottle, it bounced off of somebody and then landed on the target. I didn't um, connect the dots to Conor McGregor and everything Dylan said regarding, or that's been said about it being like the most toxic fight promo. You don't have to absolutely give it to him in this case, but you know. The needle moved. Um, I had no clue the, the uh, about the Connor tie-in. And so the whole time, I'm just like, is this the equivalent of me, like, taking on, I don't know, Butch Harmon or something in Top Golf? Like, I don't know what the equivalent is. Like, if you're going after, you're fighting the guy who's famous for another guy's work. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I see. he's riding another in another man's wake. As our yeah. uh, as our good friend Dan once once uh, eloquently wrote about in a TFM column about seven years ago, but yes, so, he, he is. And, and to his credit, he got paid. People didn't think he was going to show up. We don't have to spend too much time on it. I just wanted to see. I was curious if anybody watched. I I may or may not have found a stream that did not cost me uh, U.S. dollars. <laughs> I, I I will say I'm glad to know that we're going to get another Paul fight at some point in time. We've talked about him for going on two years now in his fights to varying degrees. It's interesting to see our transition to the point of like, we found somebody we hate more than him and we kind of just respect him as a boxer now because that is so far from where we started. So Facts. I guess kudos to Paul. Kudos to Paul. Let's just do a, a smooth transition over to the ALCS, mainly just <laughs> baseball, baseball in general, baseball. because, um, I don't know if you guys were watching last night, but the uh, Texas Rangers have taken a 1-0 lead on the hated Houston Astros. Um, thanks to a gem of a performance from Jordan Montgomery, our trade deadline acquisition, one of two, really. Yeah, through six and a third scoreless innings. Looked really sharp. Got into a couple of uh, jams and got oh, out yeah. of them. Yeah. One in particular, uh, what's the big left-hander for Houston? I always forget his name. Jordan. Jordan Alvarez. Struck him out to end the, like three times, right? There's the ba- – he was like, – first, first and second are bases that I can't remember somewhere third or fourth inning, and I was like, oh, man, this is this is where it starts to unravel for the our Rangers. But to his credit, man, he he got him out. Uh, quite a pitching performance to keep that lineup in, you know, game one of the ALCS to zero runs. Very, very difficult to do. Can we talk ump cam? <laughs> yeah yeah so we i i'm assuming we're not the we won't be the first to have this take on ump cam but up until like having a, a, a meaningful game to in which ump cam is implemented a playoff game an alcs game um ump cam sucks 
I, I respect what they're trying to do with the production, mix it up. But like, if you want to show me a replay in Umpcam, fine. I was just about to say the exact same thing. I don't mind a replay in Umpcam because it is a cool angle to see, you know, what it, what it, you know, some of what it would be like to see a, a major league pitch coming at you, but not a live shot because it's it's no way to follow the action. It's borderline nauseating. You can't tell if it's a ball or a strike. First of all, no, it's really difficult to tell. Uh, he's you some they take a cut and you'll hear contact, but it's hard to really tell what happens with the ball, like where it's going. It's shaky. The whole thing's a mess. Yes. KJ, did you blow chunks seeing ump cam? <sighs> I liken it to spider cam mid football game. And it's weird because both spider cam behind the quarterback and ump cam is what viewers who are more or similarly familiar with like the video games of the sport than just watching the broadcasts. Like that's the angle that, you know, uh, 99% of anyone who's played the show or any recent, any baseball game dating back to Ken Griffey jr. Like that's what you get is ump cam. Yeah. But it is so disorienting and your brain's not ready to like deal with the speed or deal with, the angles, it's just, I don't know. They need to throw, I wouldn't even throw it on a replay unless it's something like um, the work that the Falcons have been doing. Like throw it on like the special plays when you're stitching it together for social media later. Um, I bring up the Falcons, like the Bijan Robinson, like sky cam that we've been seeing. Objectively like, Save sick. it for that. Save it for that. Or put it on um, ESPN's Megacast or whatever equivalent we've got going here. Do you think uh, I just um, don't need it? Do you think the guys in the truck are when they they didn't do this often? Right, we got maybe once or twice, but when they that's how they decide to show that at bat or that pitch, not even on a replay like that's what they go to. Do you think they're secretly hoping like, dude, I hope this isn't like a game changing hit, or do they want that? <laughs> you gotta hope it's not. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> I don't know. They did it last night on some pretty crucial pitches. That's that's crazy. Like late in the count, guys on two outs, and they're doing ump cam. It's like, man, I don't know if I want to take the game in this way. So hopefully, uh, it, this is a you know an inconsequential pitch here, so we can get back to the regular shot. Yeah. What if they hit you with the uh, ACLS as seen in an overlay by DreamWorks characters from Shrek? Okay. <laughs> like in the middle of the count. Just everybody you just got donkey at short, just like fielding the ball. You know, I famously never seen Shrek, and Randy was really mad about it. That's you know, it's upsetting. You're you're gonna be disappointed by all of the jokes, but they do hit if you've ever read a fairy tale or like a nursery rhyme or whatever. Watch it with Little Man. What are you doing? Uh, I don't know. We're just now getting to like the Born series. Okay. <laughs> so we'll get to Shrek. You joke. You joke, but Puss in Boots, like the spinoff of Shrek, is uh, about as much fighting as a Bourne series movie. Like, I know. like Kai watched like a little one of like a brief moment of that, and he's like swinging a, a broom around the house. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. The newest Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots. <laughs> Gotta be careful it feels about weird one. saying that. It does. Is gas? Yeah, it's good. Okay, amazing. A great story. Uh, good. Hey, uh, didn't know that that was a spinoff of the Shrek universe. Straight up. <laughs> Thought it was just some something separate. I'm learning that as well. Very cool. Antonio Banderas has made quite a bit of money pivoting to kids' movies. Oh, which really? Is just bizarre. 
Oh, uh, you mean uh, the purveyor of this meme? Dave's doing a meme right now, <laughs> visually. You can't you can't hear it, but you can see it if you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> I did the. You know the meme I just did. People at home could feel it. Verbal and, uh, memes. Hey. Um, anyway, there in in what feels like a very Team USA Ryder Cup moves. Uh, he was asked about it. I will say, Dusty Baker's already talking about Jordan being sick. Virus maybe making its way around the Astros dugout, around the locker room. So, just interesting, something to watch out for. I fully expect this to be a a tough series, but hey, that was cool. That was really cool, and um, I my heart rate did not spike. I was very calm until Chapman time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know what the hell. Never a dull moment. What the. I don't know. We all thought it was gone off the bat, right? Yeah. I I thought Bregman's first one in the in the first inning was at least off the wall, if not gone. Because there's a short porch out there and left, and it's easy to get it out of there. I thought that one was also gone. This one was deeper, and they happened, lucky enough for the Rangers, it was the part of the ballpark where the fence jets out. It gets really deep there. Yeah. So lucky for the Rangers. Um, huge play. Ended up doubling up Altuve after the, uh, the challenge there. He didn't touch second on his way back to first. That's a uh, hey! Shout out to um, whoever whoever noticed that if it was Young or Simeon um, that he did that because I mean like I what, to my eye I didn't even notice it. Uh, he yeah. looked very confused because it wasn't clear if uh, Evan Carter caught that ball. Yeah, as the rule goes, if if you round and you start to head toward third base, that means you have to go back and touch second before you go back to first base. And he kind of cut he cut off like three or four feet of his path, which. If it's casual observer, like, oh, that looks normal to me, but it was obviously breaking the rules, so he got he got caught on that. Oh, because it creates an advantage technically, or you could you could gain an advantage by making yeah, I that mean, distance shorter. Had it been more exaggerated, had he gone halfway between second and third, then you can't cut across the infield to first base, right? You have to go <laughs> yeah, back and touch second base. You have to stay in the base <laughs> path. So that's staying. That's leaving the base path essentially. Yeah. Even if it's makes, minor. No, that makes that. tremendous sense. I, I I hadn't thought of the rule, but it you know it's clear as day as to why it is a rule. Um, at, speaking of weird cams, quick hypothetical question. I don't know. Would you be in on an overlay cam? Everything's shot the same, but baseball is singular in the sense of like, holy shit, you feel like a play's going one way only to be humbled when the, you know, it's just like calmly caught on the warning track. Yes. And I don't know about you, but it feels a lot like when you're, you know, caught singing a song, you don't know all the lyrics. Like, would you be in on them having an overlay where AI analytics or whatever kind of tells you the projected feet or the expected distance in that stadium immediately on screen? Ooh. Because can we make it optional exit velo? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Not not during main broadcasts and like required, but you know, I would say like maybe the Amazon Prime stats that you can get on Thursday nights. Like, I would feel maybe a little more secure in my masculinity if I wasn't ooing and awing every good <laughs> hit that sounded good off the bat. <laughs> if it's here's the thing, if it's your team in your ballpark, then it's way less acceptable to to get it wrong. Because if you do like oh go and you stand up and it's like not even warning track 
and that's your ballpark? Like, dude, what? Do you have you watched the game? Are so you really unfamiliar? You're saying right off the bat, there's immediate like this is projected to go 342 feet, and the, you gotta and the fence they, is that, like 360. Know, that you could have that info, right? I Not don't like know. people I don't know. on the field, but I mean, I mean like computers, like how quickly that exit filo is known because we know miles per hour immediately. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's an instant. I'm sure that that's possible with modern technology. Uh, yeah, as you go to a live baseball game, like as a like noted like baseball guy, someone who grew up mm -hmm. playing the game, you're super aware of that. Like, okay, yeah. there's a pop fly in the you know deep center field. I'm going to sit back and we're going to see what happens with this thing before I start to cheer for it. Because most of the crowd, they don't they don't know what the hell's going on because they're not you know they don't know the game super well. They start yep. to freak out and it's like, hey, calm down, man. That's they're cheering on contact. Yeah, calm down. That's a routine fly ball. Like, let's, let's this guy. There are there are more sophisticated fan bases, by the way. Like in Yank at a Yankees game, for example, you get less of that than you do at. I'm I'm not I'm not kidding. It's like no, an you're actual, right. It's a, it's a real thing. I, I I a funny like bet payoff or something where you have to go to Yankee Stadium. And you have to just be the guy who every every pop fly, no matter what, <laughs> you get overly excited yeah. in a sea of Yankee fans. You're just like, oh. And you get shit thrown at you. Yeah. You get batteries thrown at you. <laughs> like, I'm not wearing opposing, you know, clothes in that environment, but I certainly would be the one to, uh, you know, you're the guy who's cheering for your team on third down when the offense is going, you know, please be quiet. Because <laughs> even sometimes the trajectory will look spot on, but that might catch you yeah. on the end of the bat. So it's like, you know, it's a soft, soft fly ball out there. Y'all saw the video from um, the closeout game, the Rangers um, Baltimore game three, where the dude, in, the dude in left field um, just happened to be recording on uh, oh, yeah. Garcia's home run and it landed right next to him. That was pretty. That was really sick. Like Way he could more have caught sick. it if he had, had he not been recording. It hit right, like I think it hit his right shoulder. Yeah, like it was perfect. It was really, <laughs> really perfect. That one, you know, it was it was no a doubter. great video because uh, if until you see like the cross reference or the other context, it's just great to imagine this person just got not actually harmed, but like just took it to the chest or their phone just got knocked down because. Of course, he falls like off his bleacher, and, and the phone drops, and it just cuts to the end of the video as the home run lands. But I'm surprised we don't see more of ball landing within five feet of the camera view because I had I hadn't seen that. Yeah, I feel like I hadn't either. Um, uh, any thoughts on the Phillies or the Braves' exit or topic du jour? Uh, baseball playoff uh, series being three, five, seven, seven, and leading to so many exits by top teams. Um, kind of sounds like sour grapes. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't mind what we're doing now. We got off the one game thing sucked. The one game thing was ridiculous. No one liked that. It was super exciting, but it was ridiculous at the same time um, to play 162 games. And then for the, you decided in one game like that is ridiculous, but exciting. I think it gives, this is baseball, not a contact sport. So, if the if it gives teams who let's say had their division locked up, and it's not close. Like Baltimore, for example, they didn't play a meaningful game for like two weeks leading up to the uh, ALDS. But if that means you have to play all your guys and you know treat every game like it's worth something, even if it's not, then that's a good thing for baseball. And I don't think adding two more games to a series is that big of a deal. I th you know what I mean? It's 
I don't know. Win win some games. Three five seven is is good. I'm into it. Yeah, into it. Three five seven seven. I'd like be it. happy with five five seven seven or hell seven across the board. Probably get long in the tooth, but I think I I still stand by my um, preference for two eighty game seasons with an end game. You know, and and just have two post seasons. Um, spring and fall ball. It wouldn't work for contract and tradition and history and all of that, but I'd be more dialed in, um, in that man, in that manner. Why does MLB switch it up so much? I mean, it's, <laughs> it has existed for, I don't know, hundred something years now. Why are we fooling with it all the time? And not only that, but it's, it's the all-star game implications too, like home field advantage. That was the dumbest thing of all time too. That was they even panicked. Than, that was even dumber than a one game play in for the wild card. They've, they've panicked because since the, well, I don't know if it directly leads back to this, but like since like the steroid era, like the late '90s, the peak of you know Sosa, McGuire, and then Bonds, it's just it's losing market share in the in the Big Four, and they don't have, yeah, they just for whatever reason can't figure it out, and so I think the the changes they made as far as like pitch clock and moving the game along have been made it so much better. Yeah, but agreed. Um, I think they're. I, I kind of applaud them for for tinkering with it. Although, yes, the home field advantage for the All Star Game is truely one of the worst so ideas stupid. in sports. <laughs> a game that no one cares about. The players that they just show up for fun and just to meet the other guys around the league and bullshit for a couple of days. I'm like, oh yeah, you do play this game, but for home field advantage of the World Series, so to you know be that determined. That was a knee jerk reaction. That was a, a All Star Game that ended in a tie that they called because it was like. Going in, I don't know position why. players throwing like three pitches in the 13th inning or some shit. But it was just to add importance to the game. Yeah. Like they wanted better ratings, but people were mad because, oh, it can't end in a tie. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. That, it does, it's a meaningless game. That's right. Yeah. That was a terrible uh, call. I look forward to getting answers on who uh, cares and doesn't care about the All Star game from an MLB All Star. Oh. This Thursday. YouTube.com slash too much dip. Gonna tell us what a sweeper pitch is. That's been he's been <laughs> big online. He's been big online telling people about the sweeper. I, I'm enjoying how online he's being. He's one of the most online guys. Dude, he's an all-star getting, and he's a friend of the show. Getting real insight from players like that is is awesome. I wish more people would, would do that. Yeah. He, he he was he had a discussion, got involved in a discussion with a a former major leaguer, I forgot who it Jeff was. Jeff Fry? Yeah, recently about hitting what was like a 97-mile-per-hour fastball down the middle versus a 93 on the edge on the corner and how much more difficult it is to hit like a, a faster ball. Uh, shit like that is awesome. Yeah. Good well, guy, Brent Rooker. We'll have to ask him about it. Thursday, 6.30 Central, only on YouTube. Check out the Too Much, Too Much Dip YouTube page. Um, final thoughts. Uh, Phillies are awesome. Really fun team. Excited for that series. Um, Derek Jeter. I don't know how much post-game, pre-game you caught with uh, Big Poppy, Jeter, and A-Rod. Uh, Jeter seems to be the only competent person on there. A-Rod's okay. A-Rod's okay. And Big Poppy, he can be good, but they really want him to do bits. They really are like, dude, you see what Chuck does on Inside the NBA? You need to be the bit guy. Which, Hey, I put vodka in uh, Frank Thomas's drink. <laughs> Isn't this going to be hilarious? Yeah. Um, 
I like A-Rod. He's the most unlikable person, but seems to like him hearing himself talk, which, you know, I can't fault. But I don't think he says asinine things. Sometimes his, his like analysis is a little bit thin. I also assume he's got a lot of shit going on and maybe he doesn't have the wherewithal to like go hire a, uh, Hey, go watch this, do an assessment and get these facts to me. So I sound competent guy, Mm -hmm. but, uh, he's been for somebody who has every reason in the world to do nothing. Like that guy's been out there trying to do content, calling games, trying to do like alternate broadcasts. Like he's been putting in the work. I agree. I am excited to see Jeter, somebody who I thought for decades, had absolutely a bag of nothing. Yeah, in front of the camera. Me too. Me too. Um, Evan Carter not in the lineup today. By the way, three thirty, uh, first pitch. Game Why two. the hell not? Uh, one one hit against lefties all year. There you go. The splits, the split the 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 numbers against lefties aren't good. I think we'll see him if we get to Fraber and get to that bullpen, but. Yeah, that's interesting. That dude's uh, the only reason he's on the on the team right now is because uh, Garcia got hurt trying to rob a home run uh, the, in the last series against the Astros, uh, the regular season, and uh, they called him up. And now he's twenty one, and he's kind of the kind of the talk, the darling of DFW sports right now. Um, he's awesome, and he's very very fast, elite speed. When do you, as a Rangers fan, begin to feel? any sort of comfort or confidence. They're 5-0 in the playoffs. I don't feel like I'm there yet, but I can't say them mm. as diehard or as tuned in as most baseball fans can be. Uh, Two-game lead on the Astros, I think. Astros, are they're, they're so good. Uh, I still don't feel comfortable about this series, but if, if they were to win today or if they were to go up 3-1 at some point, then it's like, okay, you just got to win one more. But uh, a, a two-game lead over a team like that is when you start to feel a little bit comfortable. But the Astros, they can get real, real hot. So who knows? Yeah. They've got – when they come home, they're throwing uh, – it's Scherzer game three. That's been announced. So he hasn't pitched in a month. That can be dicey. Um, but you got Yovaldi throwing today. I mean – I'm I'm confident. I mean, I'm still I'm honestly it's it feels like house money and I keep saying that like I'm almost hedging but like it's it's insane that we're even here. Uh given everything, losing to Grom, losing Scherzer, bringing back Scherzer, losing all those other guys at different points throughout the season. Uh oh yeah, and they were off effing awful last year. Last <laughs> many years actually. So, it's cool. But yeah, I I am uh, I am confident but uh, been watching, <laughs> been watching this team a while, so I know that can, that can turn on a dime. I was gonna say it should be uh, your five wins and mm, don't eight innings away from being com- comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> very good point, man. You know when I'm at my most comfortable when my hair is feeling thick mm. and voluminous. Mm. Mm. Guys, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. There's a holistic solution for men that promotes. Both healthier hair and whole body wellness, of course. Talking about Nutrafol. Get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs, no compromises. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Dylan, you've been rocking it 
for a while. Been taking it consistently for probably a year and a half now. Uh, and I, I can't imagine missing a day at this point. I depend on it. It makes my hair feel better, thicker. Uh, it also makes me feel just a little bit better all around. Has other benefits besides the hair, even though that is uh, their main selling point. Love this stuff. Absolutely love it. Nutrafol's hair growth nutraceuticals go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes of thinning, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through whole body health. Physician formulated using natural medical grade ingredients, Nutrafol's drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors, including my own dermatologist. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code DIP to save $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to uh, U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code DIP. Uh, I don't know if you've checked the latest bowl projections, KJ, but <laughs> might be on a collision course, the Frisco Bowl with them bobcats and them ponies. How would you feel about that, bud? terribly i would feel terrible about it and it would be i will be i would be there i will commit to that without hesitation at all apologize i didn't give it enough attention uh when that news came through as i was probably uh in the middle of travel but if the mustang season ends in another tropicana smoothie frisco bowl I guarantee that uh, you'll get like 60% participation from uh, rostered players uh, and maybe coaches uh, just out of lack of interest in preparing for the ACC. But I absolutely would be interested in seeing the Mustangs and uh, T-State battle. Could it happen? I think they're on the future schedule, so we're going to get a game sooner than you think. We've played before. Correct. Um. Yeah, uh, Bobcats five and two. Um, this is this is like that. They've not, they haven't been over five hundred at this point in the since they've been in maybe once in their FBS career. I think never. So um, the turnaround that they, they've had with GJ Kenny is pretty insane. Nice comeback win over Monroe. Uh, big stories. Uh, how are you guys feeling about? Says here, big Phoenix energy. <laughs> I didn't put that. I did. I put the one above it that said Phoenix is that dude. Did you see game day? Desmond Howard just led the crowd in a chant of big Phoenix energy. I missed that. And it was insanely. Un- I don't know why it was so uncomfortable. I guess the word, the word penis is uncomfortable. Phoenix doing a, I, I just college kid. I don't know. Just let's not do it. Only parents and doctors say penis, right? You talking to your kid about body parts and stuff or you're at the doctor. Yeah. That's it. I agree. You know, KJ, how do you feel about penis? <laughs> I'm five years old, I guess. Um, it got it. You know, I rock with it. I also think it might be the uh, macification of a uh, college game day. Um, so I'm, I'm a little worrisome about that element. Um, I standing here, what, six weeks into the season, 
we exited week one, maybe week two with this thought of like, holy shit, the PAC 12 could write this incredible story about being like the upset queen of college football in their last year as a conference. USC has pretty much uh, helped wither away some of those hopes uh, along with cam rising. So seeing this game this weekend was like, okay, we, we have a chance between these two. Yeah. Washington's still here. Oregon's not gone, but I feel less confident about where we're heading. I am just happy to see that Washington is trudging forward. Yeah. Um, and on the game day note, it's, it's still not, I'm still watching it just for um, potential screen grabs for me purposes. <laughs> it It is just not an enjoyable show. Um, I will say the field goal kick bit with McAfee and Herbie, um, where McAfee will pay you 60K if you make, you know, he gets like a random kid out of the crowd. And uh, they gave the kid two shots and he pulled the first one, made the second one. So he got like 30K. Uh, that's honestly the highlight. And it shouldn't be. It should not be the highlight of the show. Um, big news. USC goes down. They rush the field. They, yeah, they were begging for a loss at some point. That defense is atrocious and the offense as good as Caleb Williams is, uh, they're, they haven't been like consistent all year. They've had bad halves, um, a few times leading up to this game, but yeah, they, they couldn't put it together offensively. And of course the defense is just bad. Anytime this happens, the amount of uh, random fa- – not random. The amount of different fan bases that dunk on Lincoln Riley where it's like – so, of course, you got the OU mm-hmm. and you got Texas just because of that. But it's just – he gets it from everywhere, man. See, people calling him a fraud. I don't know if I'm willing Which, to call him a fraud. Seems a little It's excessive. so weird. Like, I get OU's butt hurt, butt hurt about this, but OU's good right now. Uh, like – not to make this about SMU or anything like that, but like I've been notably very butthurt about the departure of Sonny Dykes and uh, one Rashad Samples a couple of years ago. But SMU continued <clears throat> on, and I've talked a lot less and less about them, and I haven't said Gary Patterson's name in months. Mm. Um, I don't understand why OU can't move on. All right, listen. They not only lost Lincoln. By the way, they loved Lincoln Riley at OU. Yes, not only and, they they lose, and they love the recruitment class. Not only did they it. lose Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams left OU also. Heisman That's winner. good point. Could win a second. He's probably not going to now, but, it, I mean, they lost, like, a huge talent at quarterback. I think a, Agreed. a, a couple other guys <clears throat> left for USC, too. So it was a it was a whole situation there. I get it. Uh, I still think Lincoln Riley is an excellent coach. He needs to find, he needs to find a defense at some point. I get that. But offensively. He's a good offensive mind still. The, the O-line played like trash. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They've so, been hit or I, miss uh, since the season started. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone's shocked at the outcome. It just was surprising of how one-sided it was and how poorly they were able to execute. But maybe Notre Dame uh, shouldn't have dropped that game against – they dropped another one after Ohio State. Whatever game that was screwed them big time because this would have put them still – Top eight or whatever, uh, with one loss. Rock. Quick pivot. Mm-hmm. Friday night. I was uh sitting in a casino in Kansas City after a wedding, and uh I look up at the screen 
Colorado was winning 29 nothing. Oh, no. And I noted to somebody, because Stanford had the ball and they were driving, I noted the guy I was sitting with, Dion just looks tired. Like, he wants to go to sleep. He looked very, like, no other way to describe it. Just sleepy. Didn't look angry. Didn't look apathetic. He just looked tired. They proceed to piss away a 29-0 lead, and it was 29-26 next time you see it. Fast forward, and they lose in double overtime with, like, an all-time best wide receiver performance from a Stanford wide receiver, which they've had some good names out of Stanford in the past years, but 298 yards on Travis's Hunter's return, like, return game uh, or game back from injury. Are we absolutely done with Colorado hype, or is it that – this was a one-win team with a lot of hype. They've exceeded expectations. We're just kind of seeing reality continue. Like them getting to bowl eligibility is like I mean now the goal. This is phase one of Colorado. This is his first season. He had to replace ninety percent of the roster. I think they're just going to get better. Um, I mean, they won one game last season, so they're, they're already, they've already completely turned the program <laughs> around. Even though th- th- this was a really embarrassing one for them. Did you see what Shador Sanders was up to during halftime of this game? I did not. I heard, but I have not. I didn't see it, so I'll so fill in. They were up twenty nine nothing, as you just said, KJ, at halftime. They go in the locker mm-hmm. room. Shador Sanders, and maybe it was someone on his social media team or something. I don't know what's going on. Posted links to merch on his Instagram page, like a story post or something during halftime of the game, which wouldn't have been. As big a deal had they won the game, but you're up 29 nothing. You're on your phone. You're on social media at halftime. Me- meanwhile, you're the coach who's uh, happens to be your father is probably, you know, talking to the team or whatever. And then they go out and they completely lay an egg in the second half and lose that game like that. It's a really really bad look for him and for Prime, who I don't know if he's actually answered about that yet if he's spoken publicly about his son doing that but it's a pretty big detail of this game surely surely he's got somebody who has access to that but i mean it, it's coincidentally during halftime it's bad it's a bad when look he, when he had access to his phone yeah and just um as we have done a number of times just looking at their schedule um ucla get easier oregon state arizona washington state and then utah Sue. Um, Arizona just stomped somebody this weekend that we previously thought was okay. One moment. Sorry, I should have it. I think it's Oregon State. Who is it? Uh, Washington State, who started off the year decent. Yeah, nobody said they were going to like, you know, be in the college, the playoff conversation, but 44 6 is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's, you kind of, you, you know, it's like, do you, Feel feel bad for Colorado and but like I mean like ESPN pumped them up so much, rode this thing all because they beat TCU, who you know TCU's fine. They're they don't Worth, worthwhile story at the point. Yeah, that's that's fair. TCU was in the college football playoff. I don't blame them for gassing them up for that. But as we get further away from that game, it's like okay, TCU's a, a, a above average Big Twelve team, average to above average right now. Yeah, and. Oh, then you beat Nebraska. Oof. You barely beat Colorado State. You get trucked by Oregon. Uh, you had a nice comeback against USC, but USC—that's—I don't know. Whatever. I 
it's still it's still a win for them. They're still going to get better and still be a factor. Um, well, I guess in the Big Twelve. It's really yeah. weird. it's really weird to that'll say. That'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, quick question, David. As far as in-game hijinks of players doing things during halftime um, or in the middle of a game, any notable things come to mind? I've got one in my head, and I'm wondering if uh, he might track that one down. Across all sports. Oh. Um, ooh, I, I've heard some Johnny football. <laughs> I've heard some Johnny football things uh, that are probably not on the record. Or Dylan, anything come to mind to you for that? That's, no, uh, I'm thinking. No, nothing's jumping out uh, of me. I don't know the year. Maybe 2013-ish. Nerlens Noel, former Maverick, great. Uh, leaves the locker room, <laughs> I believe, during halftime. I don't know if he was dressed or not for the game. Okay, goes up to the media lounge where, like, they've got catering services for the reporters, and just has himself a glizzy. Yeah, he did have a <laughs> halftime glizzy. <laughs> He was on the Mavs just, roster. He was a player who got minutes, and he had his like, dude. I got. He went upstairs and got himself a glizzy. Did he from really? the meat? Yeah, but it's like, dude, you're a player. You could have asked, like, hey, told somebody, can you go go get me something to eat? Instead, he went up to the press room, and yeah, he got himself a stood line. What did the awkward? Oh, it's a two side of uh, the two side buffet. Okay, okay, I'll go what's, to the side get the plate. Oh, forks. Anybody got it? What's the food spread situation? Uh, during halftime at a game like that, do they have like sure they have like little snacks and shit set for the out. team? Yeah, I would imagine they don't have like they don't have like chopped beef sandwiches, but surely they have like <laughs> snacks, protein bars, and bananas and shit. Have to, have to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In today's day and age of like nutrition and all that, absolutely spot on that you're not getting a box lunch like after the game. You'll probably I don't know what at the NFL and, and like pro like pro level, but like. Standard at the college level, you're going to see a boxed Chick-fil-A or uh, KFC or something where it's a box to go replenishment right. meal. Because at that point, they're not like trying to say, okay, watch your greens and that macros was- and stuff like that. Chicken rice, like it's going to be a protein, like get you full, get you ready to sleep on the bus and plane. Another, uh, we talked about Brent Rooker earlier, letting uh, fans in on a little, you know, behind the scenes stuff. He talked about, visiting stadium food spreads and like which ones were his favorite and like which oh which away teams really take care of players and stuff I thought that was pretty cool we've got so much to talk to him about yeah we need to just do an entire episode with him mostly jack saints like i'm excited to pick his brain on that thursday night matchup wow is that what we got that is what we got okay the last thing on college football i have is that uga is going georgia that is is going to mm. be missing tight end brock bowers for four to six weeks ankle injury and had what's called tightrope surgery on his ankle, which I had to look up because I did not know what that was. That's a big blow for Georgia. Yeah. He is freaking excellent. He's really good. I don't, tightrope surgery doesn't sound good. Tightrope system anchors the ends of the tibia and fibula together with a braided polyethylene cord rather than with rigid surgical screw to restore the original position of the bones and allow for proper healing. Four to six weeks. Okay. Well, we wish him well in his endeavor. Um, Might be back. He's still just a true sophomore, right? I don't know. No, I think he's 
I think he's draft eligible after this year. Yeah, he that's is. a good. Is that's a good question. Okay, okay. he's draft like, eligible. Man, okay. are you going to come back? Because he's he's project. He, he'll still be. He'll still be a first rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, bad man. Oh man, I wonder if like me, he's ever found himself uh, paying on a subscription something that he forgot about, like he did like a free trial. And then, like, he looked up a year later and he'd been paying for it and just didn't realize it. That's probably happened to him. Probably. It happens to all of us, actually, man. And it's not a good feeling. You ever discover any subscriptions you forgot about? Well, you should check out our friends at Rocket Money, okay? Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Like that Stars app, you just forgot, you know, you watched one show on and or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel for you. It's that easy. I've done it. I was like, oh, this is going to be a beating to cancel. Went in, just hit cancel. And it said, you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. Boom. It's done. It's found money. Or it's... it's you're leaving money on the table. There's got to be something somewhere that you've forgotten about. You forgot to cancel something here or there. You have to do it. Absolutely. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. And also, get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way. By going to rocketmoney.com slash bang. That's rocketmoney.com slash bang. Rocketmoney.com slash bang. Kind of a weird one. NFL yesterday. I was red zoning it. I was uh I was peeping it that way. Um pretty much watching games, uh rooting against teams. That's kind of what it boiled down to. The uh, Eagles and Niners specifically. And uh, guess what? It happened. They both lost. Jalen no. Hurts is not a good quarterback again. There are no undefeated teams <laughs> left. Everyone is out. Looks like Dylan was right. Everybody's bailing on Jalen Hurts. Average on his best day. Egregious interception. <laughs> yeah. A very, very just meh day for the Eagles offense. But Zach Wilson, man. Yeah. That that defense is has, is not going anywhere. The Jets still have a very legit defense. Facts. So, and – Zach Wilson did not exactly light it up. No. But they, it, they did just enough. Found a way. Figure it out. At, I hate that I'm even asked this dumb question. This is a very first take key question. But at what point do you begin to start doing the math on weeks to recovery versus playoff contention and wondering if we're going to see Aaron Rodgers back for the Jets? I've been doing it's on a rundown. I've been doing it. I'm very, I'm very f- fascinated by this because it's for the very awkward. At home for the sake of uh, showmanship, I was going to pretend I didn't see it there, and I was going to lead you into it. You know, oh, <laughs> the greatest showman. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, well, the awkward situation though. of Zach Wilson, if he, if if he like is competent, and they do get like a wild card spot, but Rogers. Uh, Whatever, whatever uh, recovery he's been doing that has him able to walk and throw a football, like just like a month later after surgery, 
do you make the switch? I mean, the answer is yes. You've just paid all this money, but that's still awkward and like, no, it's not. It's a, I mean, if, if Zach, okay. They know why, he knows why they brought him in there. He, I know. It was clear day one that he was going to be the backup no matter what. What if the team rallies behind Zach, man? Dave, no. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. Discount a, double check. He's a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. They brought him there to be the guy to get them like through the playoffs. That's didn't why get he's the jab. There. He didn't get the jab. I understand <laughs> that, but that's why he's in New York. There's, that's fair. There's no. This won't even be an uncomfortable conversation. I don't think, especially since Zach Wilson is not playing well. I was just thinking he's how shitty. not the reason for the wins. Agreed. You're right, and he could turn it. Around. He could play like right. an, he could play like an MVP the rest of the season, and they still wouldn't let him start in the playoffs. You're if, right. They're if deep. Aaron Rodgers were healthy, I was just thinking how funny, uh, how shitty a show called "Uncomfortable Conversations" with Zach Wilson would be. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows the deal. He knows he's not the guy. No, he's not he's that the, guy. He's the husband whose bo- whose wife's boyfriend is back in town. Like he kind of understands it's time for him to take a business trip for a couple days. Okay. It's a cuck play. Okay. That's what KJ's doing. Um, KJ's seen that video. Yeah, you know, you know. Again, I always go back to like, why couldn't the interracial couple be the happily married couple? Anyways, um, I want to know on the Niners uh, game. Okay. I feel like the crowd, quote unquote, rooting for Jalen Hurts' downfall. Is limited mostly Dylan and maybe like a couple other people, yeah, Cowboys adjacent. I'm I'm joking. I don't think Dylan's rooting against him, but I do think the Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth and overall NFL love relationship with Brock Purdy is creating more haters than the Niners should have. I think I feel like they're a fun team to watch. I don't have any reason personally to hate them. I was annoyed by the broadcast, but like I saw a lot of people celebrating. Brock Purdy dropping the game and the Niners losing. Granted, they had injuries, but like, I feel like that showed up yesterday. Yeah, well, they, it's crazy that their team ceased to be good once they lost their uh, number one and <laughs> or two of their top three uh, offensive weapons. I don't know where you put Kittle on that list, but I'm I'm willing to argue that um, those are their first and second best uh, options: McCaffrey and Debo. I was thinking IU, and I, I wouldn't even think Kittle because he didn't do shit yesterday. One catch. Um, terrible. Um, yeah. And the defense looked okay. Ish. So uh, it kind of creates the opportunity to bring it back to the Cowboys. I don't think it makes the Cowboys loss look worse that somebody went in and made, you know, that the Browns who've played tremendous on defense all year, that the Browns were able to pull this off. But I do think it creates the opportunity for people to say, oh, well, there are flaws in the teams at the top of the NFC. The Cowboys can right the ship and be just as dominant with a, a good performance tonight. Yeah, I think the uh, – you can say that the the flaw with San Francisco is uh, maybe they don't have another guy like Christian McCaffrey or another Debo Samuel. Maybe you could say depth. Um how reliant they are. Cause I mean, they look, their offense looked really bad in the second half, but uh, I'm glad you brought up the Cowboys playing tonight because I have an extremely fuego take Let's and go. I'm not a hot take guy, but should they lose this game and go to three and three, 
and their offense looks bad. They go into a bye week next week. We've seen Jerry fire coaches in a bye week before. I would not be shocked at all if he made a switch, if he got rid of McCarthy and the bye week. And the reason, the X factor is, Jerry is a big, uh, insecure billionaire baby. And if he sees the <laughs> Rangers getting all of the love, he will okay. do so. He will make a splash move to get the attention back on him. It's like hiring somebody or making a big move uh, week of the Super Bowl to get people talking about the Cowboys. He hates the fact that the Rangers are what everybody, I say everybody, NFL still king, but what we're all like glued to right now. Elevate, elevate Dan Quinn, who's right there in the box already. That dude had coaching experience, probably in line for his next head coaching gig anyway. Let him ride out the rest of the season, see what happens. Yeah. Don't hate it at all. At actually. a minimum, you might cuck, you might take him uh, take away play calling duties. But I don't know if you can do that. Can you strip your head coach yeah. and, and expect yeah. him to? I mean, you can, but it's just such a. It, that's a pride, a pride situation. Somebody else too. is doing that right now this week. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you that for there. I'm just trying to th- – I'll, I'll find it. But somebody else just announced uh, their coordinator or their coach is only going to be uh, – or giving up play calls. I'll find it. But you'd be giving them to uh, Brian Schottenheimer, whose oh, yeah. notable record includes um, passing game coordinator of the Jags in 21, or Meyer year, uh, mm. Seahawks for, four, or for two years, Colts for a year before that, Georgia's offense coordinator for a year, Rams for two years, longest stint on his record was the Jets from 06 to 11, which I believe is butt fumble Sanchez years. Hey, Sanchez, by the way, really good on uh, play-by-play or color guy. Never feel great saying that word. Um, <laughs> Olive skin. Straight up. Um, <laughs> color commentator. Yeah, color commentator. So... Just as an aside, he is very good. I find him entertaining. I like him. But yeah, no, that's look, KJ. You're not inspiring confidence. Frank Reich. I'm sorry. I was searching that while like making mm. sure I heard you enunciate. Um, Frank Reich is giving up play calling duties to offense coordinator Thomas Brown oh, uh, yeah. because people are six games in and ready to absolutely pull the plug. Call Bryce Young a bust which I don't think is fair at all. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to be great, but I, yeah. CJ Stroud's looked great. I don't think it's fair to sit there and say Bryce Young is going to be trash just because the first six games of somebody's career with a team like who's in the position to pick first overall. There you go. I agree. I'm not giving up on Bryce Young. Six games in, no way. No. Uh, quick other notes, Jags mentioned them earlier. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went down with a knee sprain, looks to avoided major, major injury. Obviously I'd be here, uh, in different spirits. If that was not the case, maybe not be here at all. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I would take the day off. Uh, okay. <laughs> let me make cl- let me be you wouldn't clear. take the life off. <laughs> I, I'm not jumping to the bottom of Lake Monona because, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is out. Wisconsin Speaking guy. of local injuries. Uh, Tanner Mordecai, broken hand, SMU quarterback experiment here that's led to an absolutely abysmal performance. Uh, that's done. That show's over here in Madison. Way to go, KJ. Anyways, there you go. Hey, one other note before we get to run it back. We've only got one party note. Um, Dolly, <laughs> we've got Dolly Parton doing Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> Thanksgiving for the Cowboys game. Let's no. be clear. I love Dolly. I'm not hating on Dolly. I I was hating on the a number of the artists KJ sent in that tweet who have done look, Cowboys Thanksgiving halftime show. You gonna look me in the face and tell me Jolene isn't an absolute banger? It is, but you've heard it. Love. I've heard it so many. Love times. it. Jack White's rendition as well. Great song. Don't say Miley. Can't wait to hear her Miley hit does a great, five a great when they're cover. down twenty. Does Miley not do a great cover? It's fine, but they just it's, Miley's they've run it out there every New Year's Eve or some no, that's, shit. That's her godmother too. Do you know that? Yes, you're right. <laughs> um, that's very Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. I feel like that comes up anytime. Uh, I wish they Miley would go back who? to 2018 and get Megan Trainer. <sighs> they did have some Other- bangers, dude. 1998, Randy Travis. Pre or post That's found definitely at a pre, store You know that. You just brought it up. <laughs> yes, he went through some things. Still one of the greatest voices in country. Uh, Toby Keith, 2003. That was timely-ish. Um, pre or post? That was post the thing. <laughs> Tragedy. And 2003, uh, probably in the lead up to the war in Iraq. Here's Toby Keith. Um, <laughs> Selena Gomez, 2013. I'm in on that. The hometown gal. Pre or post thickening? Okay. other teams have started doing thanksgiving uh performances i think like detroit does one every year i've seen like big sean spare people to death even i enjoy his music his performance was not great um i don't like the thanksgiving performance at all i will change i reserve the right to change my opinion if dolly parton shows up um I don't know if you know that this performance is also the kickoff to the Cowboys Salvation Army kettle campaign. It's big on their philanthropic endeavors. So you'll see mm-hmm. the two big red kettles in the end zone. Um, certain player who scored a touchdown this weekend has once jumped into one. I want to throw out a wardrobe recommendation. Maybe Dolly Parton, known for several things, including her performances and songs, as we've talked about. Dawn's an outfit with two large red kettles as a tribute to Zeke. You know, KG, I don't really uh, tell women what they should be wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of let them decide on their own. Dave, how do you feel? Okay. So I'm trying to think. I wasn't expecting that curve. (laughs) Where were you expecting? Come. I think you you have an idea what he's going for there, Dave. (sighs) It's, it's, like it's KJ after all. It's KJ. So he, shout out to Dolly. She's an American treasure. She and is. It's really a St. Patrick's Day joke at its core. Okay. It's not really even a Dolly thing. Okay, let's move it on. Okay. Shall we run it back and get out of here? Please. The segment, of course, during which we talk about what we already talked about. KJ put cheese in his pocket. <laughs> Shut up. Then dropped some cheese and got... Called out for it. Um, ump cam stinks, baby. Oh, yeah. The newest puts in boots. Put, why do I have so much trouble saying that? Because it's you're very, very timid, like it, you should be. Yeah. The, it's a children's movie for crying Just out Just call loud. it P&B. The newest P&B no. is gas, okay. is what I was trying to say. Okay. <laughs> the word penis makes KJ visibly uncomfortable. KJ made there. a cuck parallel with Zach Wilson's situation in New York, weirdly. Dave's Fuego take, if Dallas loses tonight, is McCarthy fired by big baby billionaire Jerry Jones? Substack. You may not know that Dolly Parton 
is Miley's godmother. Zeke scored a touchdown. KJ kind of said. <laughs> he did. And finally, KJ hornied in a bish. There we go. Facts. And that concludes running back no. in today's fine episode of yeah. Too Much. I'd say show me the lie, but you can't. can't you just it. can't. Can't do it. How many is that for Zeke on the year? Is that two or three? Uh, we are 10% of the way to our double digit experiment <laughs> oh, no. on the roster trending upward. I don't know what you were thinking when you said that. That was one of the more bizarre things you've ever said on this show. It's a dynamic offense. <laughs> I really thought his pass pro would endear him to more snaps on the field in a Bill Belichick offense. How many, some, how many snaps is he getting a game? I don't Five? I haven't checked. Well, I'll have it. I'll have it Thursday. He so, better seven. not. He better not be on Snapchat at halftime. <laughs> With Shador. That'd be there we go. bad look for how that season's yeah. going. Yeah. All right. Fun episode. We're guys. funny. Cool, cool. Right. Hey, check us out Thursday night, 630 Central. Special guest. Oh, I don't know. All-star. Oakland Athletics All-Star. Dylan. You fucking know what I'm talking about. Brent Rooker. 30 bombs this year. 30 bombs. Memphis finest. What if I what if I would have told you at the beginning of the year that our, our dear friend would have 30 bombs in the bigs this year? What I'd say, say, yeah, if I expected that. I've been following his career since Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah, fair dip. enough. I'm sorry. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. When my team wins a big game, it's good. It's good.